You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Hmm, what are you doing? A little Truman Show? Covering all the bases. Homage there? Yeah, also that. And covering all the bases. And good morning, Vietnam as well. I'll do that one too. I think you have to, you can't do that unless you're going to do it and then don't do it because like he's gone and you know. It's all very sad. Just erase that part when you edit it out. Mm. (laughs) Before the after the show discussion was, I don't remember. It's been like a minute. You were talking about stuff. It was news, local news. (laughs) Oh, where's that? Terrible, terrible news. Yeah. And just how, how fucked up everything is sometimes and people. Correct. That's a really, <laughs> it's a really cheery before the, after the show. That's life, everybody. We don't just talk about pleasant things, which will lead you into this movie. One of the themes is to just really pleasantly talk about shit when like the world is literally falling apart. Correct. So it is Saturday, January the 8th. This is after the show 718. We're a movie review podcast. And every week we look at a new movie. This week we're looking at the movie Don't Look Up. It's a 2021 movie. It's actually released now on Netflix, so you can stream this. It's also in select theaters. It's rated R. And our friends at Netflix let us watch it. What do you think, Sid Talk? And what is your synopsis? What do you think about the movie? Synopsis first, I reckon. Synopsis. I was going to say, you're trying to trick me. That's a trap. It's a trap. Synopsis. It's Chicken Little. And the boy who cried wolf-ish, or perceived as Is it? (laughs) But it isn't, right? It is someone's telling you the world is falling apart, something terrible is going to happen, and no one really believes it. And we're all so effed up that we can't... I'll give you the one off the box. Is that not what's on the box? On the box it says, two low-level astronomers, say that without your teeth in. Two low-level astronomers. Must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. That's exactly what the movie is. That is. That's better than mine. I'll accept that. (laughs) All right. So don't look up. Sid Talk, what did you think? I loved it. The The end. end. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get it. I can imagine what your one-star reviews are going to be like when you get... It will be polarizing, this movie. It will be polarizing, and I I can hear the voices. I can hear it right now. I know what they're going to say, right? That it's left-wing propaganda. But in fact, if you're really watching closely and you're objective, it's essentially like a crazy shit. A comet's going to come and blow up the earth, right? So you hit the people who need to know with this news and no one handles it right. And so you've got this commentary on how super, and we're going to describe them as this because that's how the world seems to describe people, Super right wing people, you know, yeah, deal with it and how the super left wing people deal with it, the media, social media, the population, all of it. And it's all there. If you consider yourself or identify with any one of those specific ways of thinking, you might feel attacked. Would you say some people might feel a little bit attacked? A lot attacked, some of them. But in fact... It's really across the board. I mean, the messaging is very specific to me. The world is going to end. And here's the evidence, right? 
We have evidence. Yep. Now, at that point, as 8 billion people on the planet, some people might choose to believe it. Some people might choose not to. And that, to me, is like, I mean, that's it, right? That's the reality of it. But all the people want to do is to let you know. And then if is there something we can do to mitigate the situation? And if not, uh, then we're dead, right? That's it. That's very simple. Yeah. But we love to complicate shit, right? With our ideas and our stupidity and our closed-mindedness and our short-sightedness and with everything that we gobble up, you know, around us in culture and media and everything and we just vomit it all back out constantly. That's kind of one of the messages that these none of these people seem real, right? The president doesn't seem like a real person. And I don't mean in a way that's exaggerated for the movie, which it is, but I I also see her and I think Oh, that's almost realistic. Yeah. Yeah, they do. When you say they don't seem it's like a scary. real person, they do seem like a real person. Right, but I mean, they're exaggerated. Like a but clone then, person. Yes, but yeah. we have now been acclimated to the idea that people of all, all sorts, I'm not picking on anybody, so don't get anybody all pissy and weird and shit. I'm just saying people of all sorts kind of populate the planet, and some people, you're like, you are manufactured. You are literally manufactured like a Barbie doll. Someone has created your head and your body and your look and your style and they plugged you all together or like a Lego character, whatever you want to think of it as. Like you've been created by someone else. Therefore, you don't exist. Like you actually don't exist, these people, but they do. And in life, the more we look around, the more like, oh, they really do. Now, I liked how this movie was structured. Because it's structured in like the way a movie like Armageddon, which deals with the same subject, would be. Yet it's not an action movie. It's more a, it's a drama and a satire within that kind of framework. Because mm-hmm. it sets it up, you know, right from the very beginning. You know the asteroids, comet, the comet, not asteroid. It's coming. It's not like it might come or it might miss us or something. It's coming and it's going to smash. Right? Right. And it's that's 100% laid out. Yeah. We, they made it very clear. There's no question about this. And no. yet, people. And then we go through the phases. Like, the we tell the people in charge. The people in charge kind of deny it for a little bit and try and figure it out to make themselves look good. Then eventually it gets out to the world. This kind of a... It's not really a panic, is it, in this movie at first? It's more of a half of people don't believe in it. And yeah. And... The slogan, don't look up, is Well, that's eventual. A that's the eventual payoff for all of this. Right. The scientists are telling the president she wants to handle it in a way that makes sure she gets very popular in the public and she also doesn't believe in it. The social media people just make it out. The two polarizing things, of course, like, you know, it's fake or it's we're all doomed. The people in the media, the only reason, like, the newspaper cares is that they aren't getting much like movement on the story. So they're going to drop it. The happy morning show or whatever that is, you know, they just want to exploit like the dumbest parts of it. Like how cute the scientist is and shit like that. Yeah. like It's like good morning America. Right. So all that's kind of fodder for the, for the grist mill of this whole situation. And the payoff is the slogan. The lady who discovered in the first place is goes on social media and says, just look up. Like, look at the sky. You can literally see it now. Like, and then everybody starts looking up. 
But the people who profit, don't want to know yeah, it's, the people who want yeah. to profit from it, the people who want to spin it and like da da da, they're like, don't look up, just look down, just look straight ahead, don't look up because they want you to be afraid of it and all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's very realistic. It really is like when you think about it, like holy crap. You know the way it plays out, even though it's a bit goofy and silly. I could really see it in real life. Like, oh gosh, I, I was looking yeah. at it all the time, going. Like when you watch Armageddon with Bruce Willis and you're like, oh, come on. This one's more like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, well, probably. Yeah. Is this as exaggerated as you're going to get? Because I... There's a guy in this movie who's supposed to be like a Apple guy. Let's say Steve Jobs. Let's say he's similar to that. I think he's a combination of Eon. Eon. Well, Elon yeah, Musk. Elon, yeah. What's his face? Bezos. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs. Apple. And I think maybe probably also what's so his face. you've got the this Microsoft character. Guy who's like infinitely rich, who can like do something about this possibly. And he does a bunch of stuff. I guess he's like Elon more, isn't he? Because Elon's got the space thing. And the tech, then he's combining the technology of this phone that can literally read your moods and predict your death because it knows so much about you. Which is like pretty much what Apple, Apple are doing. Yeah. yeah, I think they were just trying to combine the idea of a rich person. I'm not saying they don't have credibility. The whole world giving them credibility for being rich. Right. And for being able to make things happen, right? You can make a lot of things happen when you've got a lot of money. That doesn't mean anything if what you're making happen is a bunch of bullshit. But they even take the route of like this guy is like, well, we could do this, you know, with my spaceships. Again, he wants to do it for monetary reasons. Correct. Because they do figure out in this movie. And I was, I said to you, are they going to send Bruce Willis up to drill? Drill into the comet. You wish. And then there was a section of the movie where the guy's like, well, guess what? The comet's actually made of lots of valuable materials. So we could send one of my drones to drill it. And I was like, wow. Were you really excited at that point? Armageddon is coming full circle in a comedy movie. Even though you could say Armageddon's a comedy movie, looking at it, right? Oh, of course. It is quite Maybe people don't understand um, <laughs> that you are very fond of Armageddon. That's why I was thrilled with this movie when it started. I was like, okay, the setup to this movie, the opening sequence where she's looking in the telescope, which is almost the beginning of Armageddon as yep. well, if you remember. Yep. She looks up in the telescope and she goes, oh, and she can see it. And then, you know, it starts just like Armageddon does. I was like, wow, this is cool. But I'm not expecting a big special effects extravaganza. But guess what? You get some of that as well in yeah, this movie. for sure. I wasn't expecting any of that. I was thinking it was going to be more, excuse the pun, grounded about people in politics talking about things. So I didn't expect the action-packed CGI parts of this movie, which there are quite a few. I'll say now, I really loved it. It's my sense of humor, exactly. Definitely. Adam McKay, who directed this, he also directed Anchorman and Step Brothers, which are nothing like this movie. Those are funny in their own right, debatably. <laughs> you might debate me on that. But this is not that. But it does have that like biting sense of humor to it, where you just, I don't know, I've got my like head in my hands a lot. Yes, going, you get that like, I... Like, oh. I'm so disappointed in people. Yeah, And then humanity. you're funny at the same time. <laughs> There's things that come out of people's mouths where you go, oh, that's so terrible and sad. But yeah, of course that person would say yeah, that. Of course, that's In real life, the president would come out and say that. 
Like, I could just see it. Like, just to make themselves look better. In the massive crisis, where everybody's going to die, well, they've got to save some face a little bit. Absolutely. And you're like, oh. Yeah, of course oh. they would do that. Leonardo DiCaprio's character, how he starts off as this one thing. He's just a, you know, a scientist. Astronomer, as he would put it. Because they keep referring to him as the wrong thing, don't they? Yeah. He's got problems, anxiety problems and stuff. And then... The media kind of get hold of him, and he starts to become more suave as he goes through it. A little bit, yeah. You can notice it in small chunks. Like You're like, oh, now he's not wearing the glasses as much, and he's trying to show his eyes off on the TV there. Exactly. And his suit's a little bit sharper now. And they trimmed his beard up. Yeah, and, and, yeah. It, and it's gradual, and he's got this change, but he's like a change back and forward as well, isn't it, like with his character? He, He's going one way, like the way of the media and trying to look cool and all that. But then he's also going back the other way towards the end of the movie. So there's a lot of like subtle stuff. And then there's a lot of really not subtle stuff, like really out there kind of crazy satire, like the Ariana Grande thing. Because mm -hmm. it really covers a lot of different aspects of the way media would cover things, including if they tell you tomorrow, the comet's going to hit the Earth. Let's say it's Ariana Grande, a split up with a boyfriend. People seem to be more interested in the split up with a boyfriend. Correct. They don't have to think really hard about it. There's a lot of that in this movie where you look at it and you go, I can't even argue with the point you're making. That is what would happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like, even though you're trying to be funny, it's exactly, you know, we're, we're kind of dopey. I'm not putting myself in there. I'm obviously much obviously. better than everybody. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and me either. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm amazing. But as a species, we're a bit dopey. <laughs> he says with like... <laughs> this will be polarizing because some people will feel attacked and some people will feel like me. This is spot on. This is it. This is what people should know about themselves. But they won't. But they won't. No. And then, you know, I have to think like, okay, so where am I? What am I? What are my idiocracies, right? Because that's what we're talking about here. Actually, Idiocracy. that movie is a, in direct comparison to this movie. I'd watch them as a double bill. Absolutely. They really do fit together. This is the new version of idiocracy. But you can't learn unless you accept that you're one of the people of the world, right? So I can't just look at everybody else and be like, oh my God, everybody's a stupid idiot. I'm perfect. Because I'm not. I look at it that way. <laughs> that I'm an idiot? No. Uh, Careful. That, that we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Everybody else. <laughs> so, not you listeners. You're fine too. <laughs> <laughs> we're all fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all fine. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Apart from those other ones. You know, the ones that are not listening to this, those ones. Better Actually, yet. I am, no, I have many things to work on. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. So I really enjoyed the satire aspect of it. I know some people will think it's like overdone or whatever, but I didn't find that. I Every single character, when they introduce you to a new character, I'm like, is this an ordinary person who's got like some sense? And I'm like, no, they're an idiot. And I love little things in this movie, like that general guy who yes oh my god and that she fixates on it they take them to the white house right after they find out or figure out you know there's a comment coming they go to the white house then they're making them wait 
for like hours and hours and hours on this very self-absorbed president lady. Well, there's a general guy who's waiting with them. He goes, gets them like a little bag of chips or crackers and a bottle of water and says, well, this, this stuff costs a lot here. So $10 ought to do it for a little bag of chips or crackers and water. So right. they each give him $10. Later, <laughs> she's in the snack room and says to the lady, where do I pay for these? And the lady's like, this is the White House. They're free. And for the rest of the movie, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence's character is like, why would a general charge us for snacks that are free? Yeah, and then like, she's like trying to figure him out. Like, like why does he fuck? need $30? Like. <laughs> why is he trying to, what is, and she brings, I love it when she brings it up because that is also a thing about people, right? Repetition and figuring shit out and how things are like on loop in your mind. Good things, terrible things, questions that you have. I just feel like that was a brilliant pickup on how also, we approach things. I loved it. I also like how she says, and he knew that I'd find out that it was free. So yeah. it was like a power move against yeah, is, me. Is it a power trip? He's and then she tells it to the Timothy Chalamet <laughs> character. And he says, oh, men are really weird. Yeah, kids are weird. <laughs> and she's like, oh. But yeah, there's lots of little things like that where I was like, that's a really cool little detail to put it in. It was. There. I loved it. That's what makes the movie funnier. As it was going along, I was like, surely they can't get funnier than that. And then th then they go on the morning show. And I'm like, <laughs> the morning show's so vapid anyway. We, we've seen morning shows before, sure. right? English morning shows. They're really vapid, right? I think they all are. American I think if you ones. went, I've watched um, ones from Mexico. I cannot even speak Spanish, but I watch them on like Mexican television. It just television. seems the same. It's exactly, no, I mean, it's exactly the same. <laughs> I can guess what they're saying by the pictures they show and their attitude and their like big bright smiles. But that's what I was saying earlier. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio's character saying to them, we don't need to tell people this like in a pleasant way. The world is ending. Yeah. We don't have to be funny and jokey and make it sound nice, right? Which is also a commentary on the movie and all but kinds of then, things. But then, what happens near the end? The people who are, have accepted the fate, all they want to do is talk about nice things, including Leonardo DiCaprio's character. So I thought that was a really nice touch. Also. Actually, some spoilers. If you go and watch this film, I say. <laughs> yeah. Now, because it's really good. We'll go wait. watch it. We'll wait. We'll wait. And now this is a spoiler. And I thought the ending was very powerful. I was kind of moved by it. Yeah. I mean, I agree. they sat around a dinner table. The world's going to end. I mean, we're not talking about it's going to, it might not end. It's, yeah, it's not end. maybe, it's yeah. And they sat around a dinner table and the way it was seen, you know, they're just talking about ordinary stuff with each other. Like the best day they've had. And yeah, and like what tastes really good. And the last words that Leonardo says is, uh, we have everything, don't we? We really did have everything. Well, <sighs> idiots. And then everybody we're dies. Idiots. And it's a ballsy, like, I love the ending. It hits, and we're all dead. Maybe. I mean, we're all dead. And, we're dead, man. We're all dead. And that's also an ending that some people can't take, right? Yeah, I loved it. I love that it's, you know. About the polarizing thing, though. Some people can't take that kind true. of ending. Like, it's too much for them, like. Oh, we didn't get saved by the nice whatever guy <laughs> the, with his spaceships. Yeah. The powerful governments of the world who want to yeah. save us all. No, we did not. You know why? Because the governments of the world, from dictator to presidents to kings to whoever the fuck they are, they're all just people. 
right? They were children shitting in their pants at one point, and then they were taught stuff, and then they accumulated some things, and then they uh, came to some conclusions, gathered up some followers who, for whatever reason, through intimidation or inspiration or manipulation, become a person in power, and they're still a person who used to shit in their pants when they mm. were a child. Delicious. They, all, they had to learn how to eat with a fork or whatever the fuck they eat with. They're the same people who sit on a toilet every day and still take a shit and eat food and dribble down their chin and slobber in their sleep and snore and can't get an erection or can't have a whatever. They're all just people. That's a lot of explanation. (laughs) Well, what I mean is by seeing her like Meryl Streep doing this president who it's just she's just a social media trampy kind of a person, right? Like, I don't know what the what a gender neutral term for that would be. Well, trampy, you know, like she's sucking up the attention and the hits and the likes and the points and all that. She sucks, let's say. She sucks really bad. (laughs) And the thing is, I don't hold any actual politician to a higher standard because they're just people. Just like me and you, right? Me and you, we, you and I, we're a little bit smarter, but that's beside the point. But people need to be reminded there's just, there's no... That was one of the things I just really liked about it was that it pointed That's out. That's a like, good point you made there. Kind of. <laughs> was it? What no, was the well, no. you Okay, let's do a quiz. What was the point I was trying to make? I have no idea. <laughs> Don't look up. I can accept that. <laughs> That's not correct, but okay. All right, let's move on to the cast. Leonardo DiCaprio plays Dr. Randall Mindy. How do you like Leo? I liked him a lot. I always do. I mean, I'm not I'm not a Leo hater. I find Leo to be a pro at what he does, acting. Absolutely. Whatever he puts he's himself into. He's a pro at acting. Yeah. He's a pro actor. You know, like a pro athlete? He's like a pro actor. He does not play Leo DiCaprio in this. He's a, quite a different kind of guy. Well, I feel like he is. I mean. Because he's very stressed out about environmental issues there are and some, things like that. There are times where he breaks into, like, environmentalist Leonardo DiCaprio, where you feel like this isn't acting anymore. And you know is... what? I'm not mad because it really feels passionate. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence plays Kate Dibiaski. Yeah. They named the comet after her, basically. So what do you think of Jennifer? I thought she was absolutely excellent. I loved every second of it. I think it might be one of the best roles I've seen her in. Because I feel like I'm her. You know, you're in the White House. People are trying to sell you on all this bullshit ideas. You know, some people suck it up and kiss ass and they're just like buying into whatever a person of a higher quote unquote position would say to them. And she's just constantly looking at people like, are you serious? Are you fucking kidding me? And then looking around at people who are supposed to be more sensible and they're all just buying into it. And she's the odd person out. Just never. She never relents. She never gives up. She doesn't have like the arc thing that we talk about with characters, DiCaprio's character, you know, he's like the nervous guy and then he gets a little bit more suave and then he wants to come back to home base, you know, and kind of be himself again. She's just the same. Yeah, she is. She doesn't, she's been told, she's figured out a thing, a true thing about the world and she's just in awe of how everyone is dealing with it. She has no power to fix it or change it. So she's just sort of like, wow, wow. Meryl Streep as President Arlene. She also is a pair with um, Jonah Hill as Jason Arlene, her son. And her son's like a press secretary. Oh, he's guy. a dick and a half. Oh, my 
God. I thought he played it just right. He played it just right. I hate him. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a Jonah Hill fan. Anymore. It's very funny, though, the way he's, because some of the stuff he says again is like, you're like, I swear <sighs> I've seen real people say that. Like well, he, and he's really, trying to be cool. And really hateful. Like he's hateful, yeah. super hateful to her. Like she comes to the White House within hours of discovering this comet. She comes straight from work. Then they throw him on a plane in the back of one of those big cargo planes. Then they show up in the White House. Then they're waiting seven hours. Then they send him to a cheap hotel. And now she's here. And he's like, does this really fucking sarcastic fist bump where he's like, thanks for dressing up. Yeah. Because like she's meeting the president, right? And I was like, oh, I know that guy. Ew. Ew. I like sarcasm, but not like, ugh. One of my favorite lines from him is he looks at her and he goes, who the hell are you, girl with the dragon tattoo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because she's kind of a bit, she's got an earring and a nose and stuff, you know. But yeah, it's very good. Uh, Meryl Streep as well. She's, it's kind of hamming it up, but she's really good at it. Hamming it up, but totally acceptable now, levels. Yeah. Kate Blanchett plays Brie Eventy. Now, she's a the morning show anchor. What did you think of her? Oh, she was amazing as well. I mean, exactly the same character throughout. She's like the vapid, but not vapid, because we found out she has three master's degrees. Yeah, she's not- She's intelligent. She's, she's the person on the little chat show on the TV, and she's- She's not vapid. She plays the game. She does, and also, she everything bores her, and she's just, I mean, ugh, ugh. Again, she's... Like, but she was great. And very funny. It's funnier character because she's always trying... Like, they're trying to be serious on the show and she's trying to just make it light. How do you have a light segment about the end of the world? Right, but then she falls for the science guy. So that... And she's like, I actually kind of like you and I despise most people. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's something there. We've got... Um, but she was great. Timothy Shamale. Shama- I was going to say Shamala Madingdong. He plays Yule. Timothy turns up later in the movie. He's a love interest of our Jennifer Lawrence. Our Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> Jennifer. I liked him too because it's an interesting character to come in at that point. Yeah, because definitely. Because it does something to Jennifer Lawrence's character that you're not quite expecting at that time. You she see a different of, side of it. She her, kind of say. gives up because she's tried. Like, she, And then the end when they're saying what they're all grateful for around the table, like when the end is coming, she's like, I'm grateful that... We tried, you yeah. know, and at the point that she meets this guy, he's like a skater dude. Yeah. She's just like, fuck it. I mean, we're all going to die. So he's also very matter. funny. That that sequence he where he's talking in the supermarket is really funny. Yes. <laughs> and then we've got Hemish Patel, who we know from EastEnders, probably, but we're the only people who know him. <laughs> he was the star. No, we're, of not. The, we're not the only people who watch EastEnders. He was the star of the movie Yesterday, Danny Boyle's movie. Yesterday. Now he doesn't have a big part in this, but he does have like a like a pivotal thing because he's again, it's kind of assholeish. Yeah. Every, you said everybody in this movie is pretty much an asshole. Most oh, yeah. of them. Most yeah. of them. You get a taste of the only person that I kind of hang with the whole time is Jennifer Lawrence because she never gives in to the idiocracy part of it. So I, I respect her the most. And then finally, Mark Rylance plays Peter, who's the Tech guy, Elon Musk, let's say. He was really funny. Yeah. I'm not sure if I liked him, but he was really bizarrely, like, weird and stuff. You know, in Ready Player One, the character he plays in that, 
is yes. pretty much the same character. If True. You, it's kind of, you know, kind of meek a little bit, but like... True. The way he presents himself. Peter Isherwell, that guy was called. This is directed by Adam McKay. He's famous for Step Brothers, Anchorman, some other movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that he got Oscar for him. You know which movie I'm talking about? Not Step Brothers. The Big, fi- the big Short. It was uh, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, and it was about like stock trading. We didn't watch it actually, but right. And he also did a movie called Vice, which was another Oscar contender. And this isn't like a goofy comedy like Step Brothers. No, it's more of a satire. So, what did you think of his directing here? I think that he got the most out of all the people, and there's a lot of people. And in the editing process. It was it was all still there, very vibrantly put together. And I feel like the director, he had a vision. I, sometimes you can just feel this is what this person wanted to get across. Yeah. And I feel like that was successful. And it's substantial, two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, I was never bored. It's always moving. You're like, oh my, what is going to happen next? All the time. Like, Yes. Is this really going to happen? Or I had it in my mind from the beginning. I think this is going to happen because they're telling us it is, right? It's... <laughs> But then they're saying, <laughs> when, he, when they tell the president, it's 99 point something going to happen. And she's like, can we just move that down to 70? Yeah, so it's called 70. Just yeah. Speak. yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, like, oh, so they bullshit us about everything. It doesn't sound good if we go on telling everybody. It's yeah. So IMDb reviews, what are those? Uh, reviews on a website called IMDb. That is the internet movie database. And you like to find... The one stars, because those are people who take the time of their life. Not like us, who take the time of our life to do an entire podcast, which is full of great and wonderful, obviously, information from us. Uh, They just type out, oh, this movie was a waste of my time. (laughs) (laughs) With no capital letters, no punctuation. But they watched it all. And then they took the time of their life. Precious time. While potentially there is a comet headed our way for some time future, and they're still doing that. All right. I find that very commendable. So these are your one-star reviews, and here's a couple of them. The first guy says, Before I even start this review, I'm willing to start a crowdfunding campaign to hire a hitman to get rid of Jonah Hill. For God's sake, why is somebody still hiring this idiot? He was never funny and will never be. Okay, I'll keep the review short. It's garbage. It's got nothing to do with comedy or satire. It doesn't even make you laugh. It's annoying and bad. Not even DiCaprio, who is one of my favourites, and Jennifer from Hunger Games. I've never heard of that, though. They couldn't even save it. He's never heard of Hunger Games? No. Okay. I mean, this is a more thoughtful... They're giving you more information, at least. I mean, it was... well. I'm into that. All right, this one. Does this movie show the stupidity of these days or the emptiness of our future? It's a total fail. That's almost the point. Yeah, I feel like you actually nailed it and that if it did that successfully, then it was good. Good. But hey. Netflix did it again. Garbage movie promoting mixed couples and cigarettes at the end of the world. Not funny. Mixed couples. (laughs) I don't see mixed couples at all. Like, so maybe there are some in this movie. I don't know. But who cares? Like, that's why I don't see Is it see because them. she's white and Hemish Patel is Indian? Oh, yeah. That's, that must be the, that must be the one. Oh, my word. 
Yeah. The people who wrote the reviews on IMDb are the people this movie... Isn't the... for, but is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, no extras, because we watched it on streaming, but scores, I am going to give, controversially, don't look up, a 9 out of 10. What? That is controversial, even for me. Holy crap. I really uh, loved it. I know, I can tell. I could I'm, watch it again, actually. That's how much I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I'm giving it a solid, like, 7.2. Nice. Well, because I understand that it's got a heavy message. I mean, we are being preached at, right? Heavily. So yep. it's a very self-serving kind of a story. Also, getting all of the famous people to do their bit, it's a little bit aggrandizing, right, for Hollywood and that they know better than everyone else. You feel the vibe, and I'm not hating on it, I'm just saying. So that kind of lowers it a little. It's very overt, you know? If they really wanted it to be like hit, hit, home, powerful, could have had a little more on the destruction side and not cap everything with a joke. Right. So that every one of those little things knocks it down a little bit. All right. So I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Well, you Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. <laughs> so movie recommendations based off this, you, know, you already know what mine are going to be. They're going to be Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact. My two favorite asteroids slash comet movies. You love your Armageddon. And yours are? Because I've gone back to the 90s and I'm trying to squeeze as many in as I can in 2022. Here they are. Cadillac Man with, what's his face? You Rob, know who? Robin Williams. Robin Williams and Tim, whatever his name is. Total Recall. That's a cool one. Days of Thunder. There you go. There's a little bit of Tom in there for you. We've got Tom and, and Leo. Die Hard 2. I don't yes. know if it was, was it as good as I heard one? I don't know. It was equally as good, yes. Oh, very nice. Quick Change, which is Bill Murray and a couple other famous people about a clown and a bank robbery. You might like Quick Change. I've actually. seen it. And that's it. That's my five. Cadillac Man, Total Recall, Days of Thunder, Die Hard 2, and Quick Change. Days of Thunder. I was is... going to say Burger King, but Burger King's not a movie. That is for the next segment. That's what we're having for supper. Days of Thunder is Top Gun but on a racetrack. Correct. It's just the same movie. Correct. And it's very good. I like it. I don't like it better than Top Gun, though. I prefer the planes. All right, Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing a video game. Sid Talk bought me this video game for Christmas. Thank you, Sid Talk. Sure. Anytime. Called Far Cry 6. It's a PlayStation 5 game. And it stars... I can't remember the guy's name. Let's just call him Chicken Man from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Because that's what he is in. Giancarlo Esperanto. Is that right? Esperanto? I don't know. I'm not looking at his name. He's also from... I'm not looking at it either. I was just digging that out of my ass. You're guessing. He's also from Mandalorian, remember? Correct. Far Cry is an open world game. Chicken Man there is a dictator in this paradise. And your ultimate aim is to take down the dictator and bring the country back to the people. Bye. What do you do to do that, Sid Talk? Kill everybody? Kill all the bad guys. It's fascinating, as you can hear from the tone of my voice. It's, it looks gorgeous, but I couldn't watch it for more than five minutes. It is very gorgeous, yeah. It's one of the most gorgeous open worlds I've seen. And there's a lot to do in it. There's all kinds of things. Like It's not all killing. There's like fishing and racing. and Don't Hi. ask me why you're doing fishing and racing during a 
political upheaval of a country, you know, <laughs> where people are shooting at you every two minutes. But it does have things to take your mind off the shooting. But eventually, you know, the story is going to come to get you and you've got to take down this guy. And this guy is a massive map. He's also got like generals that you're going to have to go through the missions and take out all these generals before you get to him. If you've played, I mean, this is the sixth entry in the Far Cry series. If you're a video gamer, you've probably played a Far Cry game before, but I'd definitely say this is the best Far Cry game to date. I like the setting much better. You know, the last Far Cry, Sid Talk, number five, it took place in America, and it was like a weird religious cult, the mm. guy who was in track. I didn't like that one as much. It, the You know, it was kind of boring to look at. It was like, let's say it's Missouri, the state that you uh, are. This is not a boring place to be. No, but the game itself was very flat and very uninteresting. This tropical paradise, what you're in in this game, it has everything, you know, mountains, lovely beaches. It's like it's like a giant vacation, but you kill people. I still resent that you think Missouri is boring looking. Well, let's say not. let's say another boring state that's not there Missouri. aren't there aren't any boring states. <laughs> You're just talking about flatlands. Yeah, the, but it's even just that's... all the flatlands, basically. Okay. That's what it just seemed very like mm, well check yourself. I wanted to run up a mountain wanted... and jump off and that kind of thing, but you couldn't because there was none of that. Right. So Far Cry 6, best Far Cry game to date. It's out now. And we also watched some Boba Fett. And the second episode I found very, very cool. It was the backstory of the Tuscan Raiders, which I've always wanted to know a bit more about them. And this show kind of covers that. True. It's also some cool Jabba the Hutt action. Not Jabba the Hutt, but you know what I'm saying. Hutt action. Yeah. So that was Boba Fett, and you've told us what's for dinner. So, Sita, what is your advice? Here it is. It's not advice. It's just something into some of the... (laughs) I should have had some of those hot shots before I started. Maybe it would clear up my brain. Speaking of brains, your brain is not like a one-in, one-out device, right? It's not like a hard drive that fills up, and then you have to kind of pick and choose what you're going to delete if you want to keep something new. It isn't like that. (laughs) You can like learn a thing in your life and have an idea and an opinion, a belief about a thing or whatever, a philosophy, and then learn something more. It doesn't have to replace what was there before. You don't have to like scrape out all the shit to put in some new shit. It's like you could say, you know what, whatever your thing is like, okay, maybe you totally, completely, 100% believe in a god, and you have a very specific god and religion, and that's it, and that's all there is to it. And every time you see a person who doesn't believe like you, it, it breaks your heart, and it crushes you, and you feel so bad, and you need to convert them, or you just feel like they're lost. And then someone comes along in your life, just, it could be anybody, someone you love very much, or a random comment, or a thing that you read, and it's a person who doesn't believe what you believe, and then you're like, oh, well, they're okay. Yeah. But how do I have room in my brain for, but you're not okay if you don't believe what I believe. I can believe what I believe, and you can believe what you believe, and we can both be okay. And I'm not, there's room for you to accept all of that. It isn't all or nothing. Now people go, oh, sure. So then you just want murderers to walk the street? That's okay. They'll come up with shit like that. Like, that's the comeback. Oh, it's right. okay to molest people? 
because it's just okay, whatever anybody wants to do. Like literally they'll go from what I've just said to those extremes because it sounds like I'm saying whatever anybody wants to do is totally fine and you just have to accept it. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) So don't go there with your bullshit. You cut out all that and it's just the day-to-day stuff. Like me being unreasonably judgmental about my nephew just recently. Within a two-week period-ish, right? Gets a job, finds an apartment, bought a car, all online, sight unseen of all of these things, not having gone to an interview, not having looked at the car, not having gone to the place where the apartment is, and now is moving to a large city a couple of hours away, just, that's it. My old-fashioned mind that has the one thing in it, like, oh, but you're supposed to, like, go look at this apartment, and you need to check out the car, and you need to test drive the car, right? And you need... These are all the things I've learned from other people and experience. That's fair. I have experience. I get it. But he did it a different way. And I have to make room to understand that that, I don't need to be condescending and go, that's okay too. No, it's the same. I 100% understand that there are different ways in life, not just because it's a new generation and I'm talking about technology specifically. But then I realized, how did I find you on the old internet back in 1998 when everyone around me was like, you can't meet this person. This person's probably a serial killer because what had we all learned? And obviously I was the exception because I found you from- I actually am a serial killer. I'm just (laughs) biding my time. (laughs) After 22 years (laughs) Well, at least give me like a few months after I retire to ha- give me the pleasure of having retired and then just do whatever If you, you want. see me start dressing like Dexter, that's when you know it's going <laughs> to... In the tight gray shirt with black <laughs> gloves, I will totally... Yes, I will be on top of it. But I would, even back then, people, you can't do that. And then you think, what have I learned? How have I learned to meet people? In bars, at a church, which I don't go to, at work, which is stupid. No offense to anyone who meets at work. And maybe it's fine and wonderful and beautiful. And I, I shouldn't even say that because I do know people who are very happy who met at work. <laughs> but to me, because I like to keep that shit separate, right? Those aren't the only ways to meet people. And I had to overcome a little bit of prejudice about that with people saying, you can't, that's, you can't do that. Like, you can't. Or in life, the choices I make, you, you can't do that. That's not how it's done. Well, there is a room in all of our brains for us to understand and accept, not tolerate, because that's really condescending, but like accept like, hey, yeah, you did it that way. Cool. Maybe I can learn from you. It doesn't erase my life because I did it differently. It doesn't mean that me meeting you on the internet, I have to erase how much happiness that gives me because someone else met their spouse in a grocery store, like, oh, I guess we should all meet everyone in grocery stores from now on. And that's the only thing I can think about. So I better erase everything else I've ever thought about. The end. The end. <laughs> Good advice, Sid Talk. Is well it? said. Okay, quiz. What's the advice? <laughs> the advice is your brain is not a one in, one out device. It cannot hey. get full like a hard drive or a garbage can. You are reading that from the thing. You can not- learn a thing and then learn another thing. Even if they are conflicting ideas that you then need to think about some more. <laughs> He's reading what I wrote <laughs> on the timeline so that I wouldn't forget my thing. So he's not. Do I win on the quiz? You cheated on the quiz. You've oh. read the answer. So no, you get a big bad zero. 
Thank you. <laughs> so ascully.com is the website you can get this podcast. Twitter, Facebook is our social media. We're all also on Instagram. You can... We're all over that shit. You also go to anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold or free in this case. Email feedback to me, ascully at Do not email Sid Talk. She hates all of you as, not as individuals. That's not accurate. I hate you all as a group. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, no, I don't. I don't hate anybody because that's not reasonable. And stay classy, everybody involved in this movie. Because it was a fun ride. It was fun. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves. Because if you're not doing it, clearly someone can do it for you. 